Welcome back to Fantasy Hockey Picks and Bets right here on Mail Media Network. I'm your host, Jay Khan, taking a look at NHL bets and DraftKings plays for Thursday, April 28th. We have nine games on the card to take a look at, but before we do that, remember to give the show a like and subscribe to Mail Media Network if you haven't done so already. Leave a comment with who you think will be meeting in the Stanley Cup final as we get really close to the playoffs here. All right, let's dig into this card. The theme of this card is going to be big dog hunting. We've got a lot of big favorites that don't have much to play for underdogs that also don't have much to play for that their season is over and they won't be seeing playoff hockey. So that's going to be a theme, especially early on as we break down these games. But first up, we've got the Carolina Hurricanes hosting the New Jersey Devils. The Canes are minus 340 favorites. The Devils are plus 265 on the money line and the over-under is at six and a half here. The Devils are limping to the finish line with four straight losses, dropping six of their last seven games. They looked a little better on Tuesday, taking the Sens to overtime, ultimately still losing that game. Nico Hischer has missed the last couple games with an illness. So we'll see if he's ready to return for this one. He was actually playing pretty well for them before he picked up this illness. Igor Sharangovich has been the prop target lately for the Devils. There's not a lot going on with them offensively, but he's been pretty good. Dougie Hamilton's been sort of worth a look, at least in the shot prop market, and he is getting power play time once again. So maybe look towards him. This will be the last game of the regular season for the Canes after they clinched the Metropolitan Division on Tuesday in New York. Really impressive showing going into MSG with their third string goaltender and winning that game. They've actually won five games in a row now, despite all of the goaltending injuries that they've accumulated. I would imagine they could rest some top players for this game as they can't move up or down in terms of playoff seeding. They will hook the top wildcard seed in the first round, which is more than likely going to be the Boston Bruins. It would be extremely unlikely for the Bruins to catch Tampa for the three spot in the Atlantic. So it looks like it's going to be Canes and Bruins in the first round a meeting. That's very familiar to both of those fan bases. They've met recently in the playoffs and they've gone the way of the Boston Bruins. So we'll see if the Canes can maybe exercise some demons next week when the playoffs do start in terms of betting this game, I, I'm tempted to go with the Devils here at plus 265. The only problem is uh, compared to some of the other underdogs we might look at backing on Thursday night, the Devils just really aren't playing well right now. So even a Canes team that might rest a couple guys that's playing a third string goaltender, they're still clearly the better team here. So I'd be careful putting too much on the Devils or backing them, but at plus 265 might be worth at least a little sprinkle. But there's other underdogs on this card that I like a little bit better than New Jersey. Next up, we've got another big dog it's the Ottawa Senators plus 240 home dogs with Florida coming in at minus 310 on the money line. The over-under is up at seven here. After winning 13 games in a row, the Panthers have actually lost two in a row coming into this one. They close out the season with a road back-to-back as they're in Montreal on Friday night. So they've locked up home ice advantage and the one seed in the Eastern Conference. They have nothing to play for on that side of the bracket. The only thing left for them to play for is the President's Trophy as the Avs sit just two points back of them right now in the standings. Also of note, Anton Lundell left Tuesday's game and is being called day-to-day with an upper body injury. So we'll see if he's good to go for this game or if they maybe play it cautious. Like I said, they just don't have much to play for. How much do they really factor in the president's trophy? Are you really looking that far ahead that you want home ice advantage in a possible matchup against the abs in the cup final? I think you'd just be happy to get there. I don't think you're too worried about that if you're Florida. So they're obviously going to go out and try to win this game like they will any game. 
Uh, but the motivation factor, I don't think, is quite there for the Florida Panthers at the moment. Ottawa has been feisty closing out their season as they come in with four straight wins and have scored 11 goals in their last two games. The top line of Kachuk, Norris, and Batherson is buzzing once again. Norris and Batherson both have dealt with injuries at times throughout the course of the season, but they're fully healthy and that line is rolling. Thomas Shabbat has also returned on the back end. He's going to play out the, the last few games of the season here, and he's looked pretty good. Timmy Stutzla as well has just been amazing driving play on the second line and doing great work on PP1 as well. So I like the way the Sens are looking offensively, and I think they could be a a plucky underdog here, plus 240 on home ice. I just think Florida could be possibly a little bit sleepy looking ahead to the playoffs, and it's just a big, big price. Like, the Panthers should win this game. Even if they are a bit sleepy, they can find the offense and win this hockey game. But at plus 240, the way that Ottawa seems to be playing down the stretch here, I think that's worth a, a look. And you could even look at the prop market with what we should see as a high scoring game here. I think you could play some Panthers props. You could play some Sens point props, goal props, assist props, things like that with those Sens players that I mentioned. So a few different angles, I think that you can attack on Thursday in this game. Next up, we've got another big dog, the Buffalo Sabres plus 260 in Boston to take on the Bruins who are minus 330 on the money line. The over-under is up at six here. Speaking of feisty to close out the season, that has been the Buffalo Sabres as well. They come into this with four straight wins and they scored 19 goals total in those games. Tage Thompson, Jeff Skinner, Victor Olofsson, Alex Tuck have all been great in the prop market. And Buffalo is setting up to be a team to keep an eye on next season. I know it feels like we've said that quite a bit over the last decade with the Sabres. And I don't know who they're going to bump out in the Atlantic division, but they look like they're ready to take at least a small step going into next season. I like what I've seen from the Sabres in the second half. Boston could still technically catch Tampa for the three seed in the Atlantic and set up a first round date with the Leafs, but it's more likely they just stay in the wild card spot and hook the Canes. They come in with three straight wins actually and five of their last six they're fully healthy now David Pasternak back and he looked great in their win over Florida on Tuesday the underlying numbers look really good for Boston over the past few weeks as well so I think they're tuning up they're gearing up for a playoff run here with some of their veteran players in terms of this spot I I just think they're too steep of a favorite they should probably win this game on home ice the motivation for them. I don't know where it's at right now. And Buffalo seems to be playing well here down the stretch and and they seem to play Boston quite well. They can hang around in this game, I believe. And at plus 260, I think it's worth a look to back some of these big, big underdogs. And it feels like if you play two, maybe three of them, all you have to do is hit one. You could come out up money on the night. So I think that's the angle I'm going to play, at least for these early games. I'll, I'll take a look at Buffalo at plus 260 here. Next up, we've got a rematch of a game that we just saw on Tuesday, the red hot Tampa Bay Lightning. My Minus 275 on the road in Columbus. The Jackets are plus 220 home dogs. The over-under is at six and a half here. If Tampa wins this game, it will officially set up Lightning versus Leafs in the first round. Any worries about the Bolts have been put to the side the last week, man. Four straight wins, scoring 26 goals in those four games. They just beat these Jackets 4-1 on Tuesday back in Tampa. They looked really good in that game. Stamp Coast has at least two points in seven straight games and has seven goals and 14 assists for 21 points over that stretch. So he's averaging three points a game over his last seven. It's just a, an insane run for Stammer right now. Kucherov is also hot. He's riding a seven game goal streak. So these top players for Tampa have woken up and they were in a bit of a slumber there for about a month. And it seems like they know when to crank it up heading towards the playoffs. Columbus has lost five of their last six, and this will be their last home game of the season as they finish up Friday night in Pittsburgh. Patrick Laine has missed the last five games and is still being called day to day. Not sure if Columbus needs to risk injury with him in a meaningless game to end the season. So I would expect him to remain out of the lineup, but we'll see if maybe we get some news on Laine if he does want to play these last couple of games. 
I just don't really trust the jackets. I know I've talked about backing some of these bigger dogs. I, I don't really want to get in front of Tampa. It just, it just feels like they're rolling right now. They've got their eyes set on the playoffs. I think they continue to roll here in this game. So minus 275, there's not a lot of value there. Maybe you want to look to the over six and a half. I would just be fearful that Columbus maybe doesn't score much in this game. And we see a similar game as we saw on Tuesday. Tampa just scores four. That's enough. They can kind of sit back, take their win and move on and set their sights on facing Toronto in the first round. So this game will be a pass for me. I think Tampa is going to keep the offense rolling in Columbus on Thursday. Next up, we get another game that we just saw on Tuesday. This time it's Washington in New York to take on the Islanders. The Caps are minus 135 favorites on the road. The Isles are plus 115 home underdogs. The over-under is up at six here. Caps are one point back of the Pens for the three seed in the Metropolitan Division with a game in hand. And their possible first round matchups are now down to just two options. If they pass the Pens, they'll play the Rangers. And if they don't, they'll get the Florida Panthers. So if you're a Caps fan, take your pick. Not an easy matchup either way. I'm sure you want to avoid the Panthers with that offense, but either way, it's going to be a difficult matchup. They've lost two games in a row, including a 4-1 home loss to these Isles on Tuesday. Alex Ovechkin missed that game with an upper body injury after going really hard into the boards on Sunday. So I'm not sure what his health level is at, if they're just being extra cautious with Ovi or if he's actually hurt. Either way, it is concerning to see him go down this close to the playoffs. And I would be curious how Washington handles this because yeah, there's technically something to play for here in terms of seating, but how bad do you really need to pass Pittsburgh and get into that three spot? And you, would you be willing to risk further injury to Alex Ovechkin? So maybe they'll play it cautious with him. The Isles broke out of a five game losing streak with that win in Washington on Tuesday, Brock Nelson missed that game with an illness and Anthony Beauvillier has been out with an upper body injury as well. They'll close out their season at home on Friday against the lightning. So they'll play a couple of games here back-to-back. I I think I'd go back to the Isles here. It's always tough to beat the same team twice. You know, we see it with these sort of home-and-home type scenarios that oftentimes the team split, but plus 115 at home in a game that possibly will be missing Alex Ovechkin for the Capitals. I think there's a little value there, and I just don't know how motivated Washington is to chase down Pittsburgh right now. So plus 115 for the Isles. I'll make room on the card for that one on Thursday. Next up, we've got a great game here between two playoff teams. Calgary is in Minnesota to take on the Wild. A true pick Both teams are minus 110 on the money line. The over-under is at six here. The Flames are 10-1-1 over their last 12 games, and they rallied with just a second left to tie and ultimately win the game in Nashville on Tuesday. It was a crazy finish there. They don't have anything left to play for. They're locked into the two seed in the Western Conference and will play the top wildcard team. Finish the season with a road back-to-back as they're in Winnipeg on Friday night to wrap things up. I was questioning where their motivation was going to be in Nashville on Tuesday because they had nothing to play for, and they answered that in a big way. They looked very motivated. I don't know if that was maybe sending a message to the Preds in terms of a team they could possibly play in the first round, but it was another impressive showing from the Flames. Minnesota had a shocking loss on Tuesday at home to the Yotes as they are trying to lock down home ice advantage in the first round against St. Louis. They still have the inside track as they do lead by one point and have a game in hand, but they finish with this game, a tough game against Calgary and then the Avs on Friday night. So no free points here for Minnesota against a couple of tough teams. So the door is still technically open for St. Louis to maybe burst through and take that home ice advantage. All that being said, I'm going to ride with the wild here again. I just, 
I question the motivation for Calgary. Maybe they want to send another message to another top team in the Western Conference, even though it's not a team they're going to be playing anytime soon. I just think Minnesota at home, they bounce back here. They find a way to go out and try to secure home ice advantage in the first round. And at minus 110, I think it's a very fair price for a team that plays really well on home ice. So I'm going to ride with Mini in this one. Next up, we've got San Jose in Edmonton to take on the Oilers. The Oilers are minus 350 favorites on home ice. The Sharks are plus 275 on the money line. The Sharks close out the season with a road back-to-back as they're in Seattle on Friday after this game. They've been okay over the last couple of weeks, generating a bit more offensively. No Eric Carlson, as it looks like we won't see him the rest of the season. Doesn't really make sense to force him back into the lineup now in these meaningless games. The Oilers, on the other hand, locked up the two seed in the Pacific and home ice advantage against the Kings in the first round with an impressive road win in Pittsburgh on Tuesday. The Oilers continue to impress. They look really, really good over the last few weeks. So we'll see if they can carry this into the playoffs. They've also won five of their last six, and Mike Smith continues to play really well in net. Another question mark I have going to the playoffs is Mike Smith. Can he hold up? He's certainly playing really well right now. will be interesting to see if they rest their top players in these last two games as they finish with a back-to-back hosting the Canucks on Friday. So do they try to get McDavid a little rest or Drysaddle or some of these other players in their top six? I'll be curious how the Oilers handle that with nothing left to play for. I'm going to probably avoid this game. If I had to play anything, it would go back to my theory on just blind backing these huge underdogs plus 275 for the Sharks is tempting. I just don't think that they're very good right now and they don't have much to offer. So even if the Oilers take this game lightly and they don't have their full complement of players, I still think they probably find a way to win. So plus 275 for the Sharks or a complete pass for me in this one. Next up, we've got the Preds in Colorado to take on the Avs. The Avs are minus 235 favorites. The Preds are plus 190. Dogs on the road. The over-under is at six and a half here. The Preds blew a late lead and lost an OT to Calgary on Tuesday, but they still did enough to clinch a playoff spot. So congrats to the Preds. They're going to be dancing in the playoffs this year. They're still battling for positioning though in the wild card, and they will get either Colorado or Calgary in the first round, depending on where they finish. So pick your poison. Those are two really difficult matchups either way. The biggest concern for Nashville, though, is in goal. UC Soros left the game in the third period on Tuesday and is being called day-to-day right now with a lower body injury. Doesn't look like he's going to play in the rest of the regular season. And he has actually been ruled out for the last couple of games for the Preds. So probably going to be big save Dave Riddick in this game if you really trust him to go up against the Abs. The Abs broke a four-game losing streak with a 5-3 win over the Blues on Tuesday. They have everything locked up in the Western Conference, but they could still possibly catch the Panthers for the President's Trophy. I don't think the Avs care too much about that, but that is still an outside chance. Miko Brandon has been out with an illness, but it looks like he's going to be ready to return for this game. So expect him back in the lineup. Found the Chuskin just continues to be a beast in the shot prop market, the point prop market, assist goals, however you want to play Val Nachuskin, he's pretty much getting it done for you. I like the abs here. I just think with Nashville's goaltending issues, the fact that they've already locked up their playoff spot, maybe a bit of a letdown having to go to Colorado and face a tough team like this. So I'd actually play the abs on the puck line. I think that they could roll the Preds, especially without UC Soros in that last game on the card. We've got the LA Kings in Vancouver to take on the Canucks. The Canucks are minus 125 favorites and the Kings are plus 105 dogs on the road. The over-under is at six here. The Kings will be playing the second half of a road back-to-back here as they play in Seattle on Wednesday night. They can't move up or down in terms of playoff positioning now. So there is a chance they could actually rest some of their players 
for this game or or the next game. One of these games, they could rest some players. Kopitar and some of the other vets feels like a, a rest candidate here. So we'll see how they play things out. Vancouver gave it a valiant run at a playoff spot while under Bruce Boudreaux. But ultimately, the hole they dug early in the season was just way too deep. They'll finish up the season in Edmonton on Friday night, but this will be their last home game. So a little send off for the home fans. Pedersen and Garland have been good targets in the prop market lately. Maybe you can take a look at Brock Besser as well. I like Vancouver in this game. I, I wish I didn't have to pay minus 125, but I just think that there's a chance that LA could rest a bunch of guys. So maybe this is a game that you want to jump on a little bit early. It's the second half of a back-to-back for LA. Like I said, they're just locked into that three spot. There's nothing to play for. And I feel like Vancouver is going to give a good effort. Last home game, they're going to want to send it off the right way with a couple points. So I like Vancouver minus 125. I'm willing to pay up a little bit to bet them in this game. As for DraftKings, this will be a really tricky card to navigate as certain teams could rest some star players. So I think you really want to be on top of that throughout the day on Thursday. The Bruins Bruins versus Buffalo interests me. I said I, I kind of like the Sabres, in, at least in terms of value on the money line in that game. But in terms of DraftKings, I think the Bruins are worth a really strong look. Patrice Bergeron at 6,400. Taylor Hall at only 4,800. He's been playing well lately. Jake DeBrusque at 5,000 flat. All good besides the obvious Marshawn and Pasternak plays. Uh, Florida in Ottawa. I think this is an interesting game. I'm sure the Panthers will be very popular. They're always popular, but I think the Sens could be a really nice pivot here. You look at that top line, Brady Kachuk at 6K, Drake Batherson at 5,000, Josh Norris just under 6K, and Timmy Stutzla at only $4,400, I think, severely undervalued for what he's been doing lately. And Florida can give up some goals from time to time, so I don't mind that angle attacking a couple Sens. Tampa Bay in Columbus, it's hard to ignore the absolute heater that Steven Stamkos is on right now, and Nikita Kutrov scores every single game. So I wouldn't fault you for riding those guys. Stammer's coming in at 7,600 and Kutrov is up at 7,800. So if you're playing them, they're probably your top end guys. Edmonton against San Jose. I've been riding Evander Kane in the prop market, and I think it's a really good price for him against his former team in this matchup, assuming he doesn't get rested and he plays the game. 5800 bucks for Evander Kane, I think, is a pretty fair price. That's going to be it for me today. You can check me out on Twitter at jhan 4 Thanks for watching and listening. Good luck with your bets and your lineups, and I'll catch you all next week. Thank you.